Love that intro. Man, are we ready this week, Tony? We've got a lot to discuss. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> We're going to be talking about another installment of the Geek and Review, followed up by some uh, New Year's resolutions, kind of updates. Where are, we, where are we at with that? And then, of course, some pop quickies. We've got a lot to discuss. Tony, shall we get yeah, it going? Let's get it going, man. Let's, let's go get, get it going. Let's get, right, let's get right into it right now. We'll start off with the Geek and Review. It's time for the Geek and Review. God, Oren, you're amazing. You are amazing. That is such, I love that. I love the Geek and Review. I love having that earworm in my head every week, all the time. Uh, it's just great. Um, but anyhow, uh, I guess we're going to start things off uh, real. I wanted to talk about something normally we wouldn't really talk about. Um, and it has to do with a rock band. Uh, I wouldn't even call them a rock band. They're more of a pop band. We talked about our little guilty pleasures last week around music. And one of the, and this, the, this band actually is one of those guilty pleasures for me. Uh, I want to talk about the return of ABBA. It, this, I am so fascinated with this whole story because I see repercussions. I don't, I, is it repercussions? I just see where the industry is now headed to. And I am excited about everything that's involved here. It's a little weird, but uh, just hear me out. I think that this is going to be a really kind of cool experience, especially if you are an ABBA fan. So first off, the band announced this week after 40, I think almost 40 years away, they have now decided that they are going to release an album. It started off with two songs that they did for their sequel to Mama Mia a couple years ago. And I guess the chemistry was still there. So they decided that they were going to start doing more music and it all culminates into an album that will be dropping on november 5th of this year and uh, remember remember the 5th of november that's when abba is coming out but that's cool and all but the thing that i really wanted to discuss was this new live show concept that they are coming up with they're going to be building an arena just for this concert and it's going to take place in queen elizabeth olympic park in london and it was built specifically for this show. Now you're asking, well, what is this show all about? This show is going to be all digital. What I mean by that is these folks went into a soundstage. They hired a team of 850 people at ILM, of all places, to motion capture their performances on a stage over a five-week period and what they are going to do is then morph these people into what they're calling avatars. And it is actually a representation of the band that is going to be up on stage. So you're not going to be seeing the band. You're going to be seeing these holograms performing these ABBA songs. And to me, this is going to be the future of live entertainment. There are so many things that are happening here. It's all going to be around lights and uh and uh, these avatars just interacting with the crowd and all of this stuff. It's supposedly going to be bananas. I just see this is going to be the future of entertainment. People are now going to start motion capturing themselves. Are they going to even have to show up for concerts anymore? They won't have to because they've got now these avatars. So it creates all of these questions. I cannot wait for this concert to take place. And it's going to start opening on May 27th of 2022. But to me, it was just a fascinating thing. I'm spending way too much on ABBA stuff, but I just have a lot of 
Go ahead, Brian. You wanted to say something? Just just a comment on, on what you're saying on how they were um, describing their concert. We have the whole the, the avatars and it's all digital. Um, is that kind of like like streaming a concert now and you're all for it? Because you weren't all for them streaming movies, but you're okay with them streaming concerts? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just. Why do you? I, how do you, you I just, just want to understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm know with how, you. I think one. I think yeah, you know, the return of ABBA, great, right? And the return yeah. of concerts and whole, fantastic. And the whole digital thing, amazing. I can't wait to see what they come up with. But this is more a question for you. you know? I know. <laughs> like, I, do you no, want to it. see this to be the future of concert going? If you, because <sighs> I'm assuming you're probably not going to fly to London to see this concert no, live. No. So you'll have to stream it or whatever digital, whatever they're going to offer. Um, and you seem pretty excited about it because I'm listening to you talk about it and I can I, hear the excitement in your voice and it and it's sincere. And I really appreciate <laughs> it, it being sincere, uh, the sincerity oh, behind it all. Whatever. I'm just wondering, I'm starting to see some similarities now between streaming networks and the theater and you are very one side on that. So I was just yes, wondering your I thought am. on this. No, and I see, and I'm kind of torn about this. Again, it's something that's well, brand you're new. Torn. I have not experienced. <laughs> and I don't know what to expect. But I do see kind of a, sip, a slippery slope. Uh, people are going to be phoning it in now. I, I, They're now going to use technology to kind of create these communal um, concerts. But at this point... We're kind of at the we're we're at the cusp of this whole thing. Pretty soon, we're going to be all living in the Re Ready Player One universe, where we're going to be surrounded by all of this stuff. We're going to be in a virtual thing. So, I don't know. I'm having some very conflicted things about it. I enjoy the aspect and the creativity of what has gone into it, but is it necessarily the right thing? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I have to witness it to find out. But. I don't know if I want to pay $300 to see holograms jumping around on stage together. Is that how much the the, the streaming thing no, will be? Uh, I have no idea how much okay. the tickets are. They're probably going to be a lot more than that, especially in London, because London is very, very, very pricey. Uh, and if they're creating a whole new theater for this to take place in? To me, that's exciting. That's going to bring in a lot of new bands with this technology. I mean, I, I, the way yeah. I see it is, uh, see, I already see you're, you're already getting against it. <laughs> yeah, because now, well, yeah, because <laughs> but now that you're making me, you're forcing me to think about I'm it, Brian. Forcing and you. I, I'm just, yeah, you I'm actually just, are. I'm just posing a question. I'm just, you okay. know, expanding another point of view, one that you've already expressed on the show. But anyway, you know, with this show and this technology, it's going to reach more people around the world. It's probably going to bring a whole new fan base. It's probably going to bring in a lot more revenue. You're probably going to see a lot more of these things happen. And to me, I'm all for that because like I'm sure most people, I could just can't hop on a plane and fly to London for a concert. I just can't afford it. You know, or yeah, but would you if you're in London flying to the United States for a concert or or wherever, right? It's a pricey but expense. Gonna, but there's going to be a, a huge fan base of ABBA folks. Now totally. they're going to fly in to go see. Sure, I there's no doubt uh, that I'm sure they'll sell a, out. They'll, a, they'll sell out a the hologram. Stadium. I know, well, but I don't know a hologram. Yeah, go ahead, Wayne. Well, you know, it's funny because it kind of reminds me of a couple of other things which I think ABBA may have gleaned from. Is the have you ever heard of? There's this Japanese pop idol called Hatsune Miku. Yeah, I don't know if that name's ever. No, called no. Well, 
So she is a very popular pop artist. And I'm using kind of air quotes with that because she's actually not real. She's a digital hologram anime uh, avatar, but it it does these live shows and hugely popular in Japan, but Japan, you know, so, you know, take that for what it's worth, but it's just kind of the same thing where it's not real. It's virtual. And also kind of all similarly in gaming culture, Fortnite, they've held these virtual concerts in the game itself with real artists. You know, I think what Ariana Grande was one, I think also, well, yeah, they um, so had a couple Travis, of rappers. There was another yeah. rapper too. It was Tra- Travis Scott, right? Yeah, Travis Scott. I mean, so and they're yeah. extremely popular. So I, it doesn't surprise me that this is a, kind of the direction that people might be going to, especially if it's popular. Yeah, and the fact that these folks in ABBA now are seventy years old, and they're now making these digital renderings of them that are in their prime. I don't know how to feel about it. I I just think it's. Uh, I'm all about getting people together, but if you're not having, if you're just watching holograms, then what the fuck is the point? I, I, I'm just missing it. I uh, thank you for forcing me to think about this, Brian, because I was excited about this new technology. But now <laughs> oh, all of the questions that it's now I don't want to burst your bubble. No, just, but you're <laughs> but you're right. I, I have to start thinking about it. I was just so excited to get all of my uh, all, just all of this information out. But now I have to sit and ponder it. And uh, is it? Is I think it it's wor- a good I mean, thing. I, you know, I like know. I, my I question know. was not, not to, uh, not to persuade you into, you know, like no, changing no, your no, thoughts no. and opinion about this, but it's uh, not, but I just, it, it, hearing you speak about it, uh, made me think about the similarities of what the movie industry was going through. And now it sounds like we may have streaming channels for music for things like this yeah. or for concerts. You remember MTV used to show music videos, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, maybe that becomes a, a new streaming, uh, uh, service and not that I want to give MTV any ideas because you know I will expect royalties, but um, you know, but uh, um, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? And you know, you have all kinds of like you you go onto these streaming networks and they have like your thrillers and your dramas and your rom coms and your whatever, and you know maybe you have a whole section of country music uh, uh, concerts or you know classical or rap yeah, or R and B. I think I think as long as there's a communal aspect to it, I think I'm okay with it. Uh, because I I I feel that we should not start being our own. Like with the streaming services, everything is tailored to you. Your algorithms are tailored to you. Everything is you, you, you. You start getting to this point where you're thinking that you are the central of the universe, center of the universe, and you are not. And you need these communal things to kind of put things in perspective and realize that you are part of something bigger than yourself. But to go see digital avatars, I, again, it's this is now totally fucking with my mind. So I need to think about it. I need to ponder on it. Well, here's and then maybe the thing. I'll have something in the future. If but there's a way for us to do this podcast uh, with virtual avatars where our fans can experience this like, like live or streaming thing, I would totally walk out in the bat suit. I think I think the problem with our uh, just where our fan base is at and where we're at financially, it would be eight bit avatars. Totally. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm in. I'm so in. Right. Yeah. You're saying that like that's a bad thing. No. (laughs) 
we couldn't be, yeah, we couldn't be these digital rendered things. We'd have to be these little, these, have you seen these stupid NFTs that are going on sale that are like so dumb? They're like eight bit and they're like, people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on these things. Uh, anyway, I'm getting right. off on You're another saying subject. saying that like that's a wrong, that's the bad thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> for us, I like it. I, I like right. it, but I just don't know how, how are you going to animate that? And uh, yeah, but maybe we'll, we'll discover that in a little I bit. I would but. tackle that like I tackle everything else with the show. Wayne will All find right. a way. <laughs> but anyway, I just, wait, wait, now wait, that wait, I, wait. now that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wayne, do you want to respond to that in any uh, shape or form? <laughs> Um, we well, with regards to the avatar part, or regards to us streaming it, because like the, which, no, what Brian's what question, Brian or question just said no. What Brian had just said, but anyway, I, I, honestly, um, I think we could do it, but um, yeah, it's not that far off. I don't see already. Streamers are, found the way. <laughs> streamers are already doing it. That's the thing. Oh, you know, you know, you know, the people that you didn't like that I are know, from yes. the past couple of weeks. No, I say, listen, I don't. I told you, I do. Wait, like, you stepped on his lawn. We told again, you not to step on his lawn again. This is where this is. Tony, no, go back to your ABBA moment. Go back to your ABBA oh, moment. You, you are not understanding where I'm coming from. I nobody's understand understanding where you're coming from. Where the but. streamers are from. What I'm trying to say to the streamers is stay in your fucking lane. Is that what? I'm saying that is what I'm saying. Stay in your lane. If you've got your channel of Twitch and YouTube, Tony, stay there Tony, and be sincere. If there's live concerts, there's going to be streamer streamers hey, about Brian, it. Brian, you know what? You just don't cross your streams. You know what? That's all I I'm may saying. be a live concert streamer now this, because of this. Oh, whatever. You don't cross streams, right? We all we learned that. We learned that from Ghostbusters. Never cross your streams. That's hey, all Tony, I'm saying. Yeah. To the streamers. Yes. I know where you're coming from, and I was purposely stepping on your lawn. All right. I know. Right. Thank you so much. I, I knew you were kind of egging me on but enough of abba and all this other stuff and all of these philosophical questions that this just has brought up thank you to brian for that i appreciate it um uh, we're gonna get on to something next the spider-man uh no way home runtime was announced this week brian would you like to drop the news on that one yeah uh so it's announced that um the runtime will be 150 minutes which is uh not bad. I mean, I'm I'm excited about this whole movie. Two you and a half hours. Yeah the uh, the trailer was awesome. I you know it was just a teaser trailer. I cannot wait to see more. I don't want to be spoiled. It, it's a fine line where I want to see more and know everything about it, but then again, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to wait for the movie. It's just I'm a fan of this franchise, this character. I cannot wait to see it, and it's going to be two and a half hours. Um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I cannot wait. I think that. You know, starting with this month, um, you know, we've got the the Shang-Chi movie and the Ten Rings coming out. And then uh, November, we have uh, The Eternals. And then right after that, we have Spider-Man No Way Home. So this is just going to be a, a nice set of Marvel films just back to back to back. And I am really looking forward to Spider-Man. Wow. All right. So uh, it's going to be two hours and two and a half hours. So that's great. And on to the next week. I, last week we talked about, see, this shows you how rapidly the world is changing, right? Um, last week we talked about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, well, since then, it has now been announced that it's actually going from its November 19th release. It's now being pushed to Memorial Day of 2022. Which I like uh, that so you will, because it's you'll like have to wait. Memorial yeah. Day, right? It's, you know... Yeah, yeah we're going to kick off the summer. No, we'll remember, like, you know, um, you know, veterans and, you know, our armed forces and our military and, and everything. And what a great oh. movie to, you know, 
go to the theater and watch. That didn't that. even occur to me. What? That didn't even occur to me. Yeah, I know. That did not even occur Speaking to me. Speaking to I the just, veteran on the show. Uh, exactly, exactly. But I think of Memorial Day and I think of the uh, unofficial start of, of, no, the unofficial start of summer. That's usually when the studios save their big big pictures what, for this will that be a weekend. big picture also so that does yeah. hit that category as well and to me the fact that they're moving it to memorial day just really signifies to me how much faith the uh studio has in this picture so yeah uh, and but it's perfect it's theming, i think too exactly it's perfect theming so in uh what was supposed to open on memorial day weekend which was Mission Impossible 7, has now actually been pushed back to September of 2022. Um, so that's bad news, I guess, if you're looking forward to those. I'm really not. Uh, but because of that, something really cool has happened. Uh, not really cool, but uh, we're going to have to wait another week, unfortunately, for Ghostbusters Afterlife to come out. But that means that they are going to have their whole... Uh, Thanksgiving weekend and Thanksgiving uh, week to themselves uh, that will be stepping in the, to replace uh, the Top Gun Maverick. So we'll have to wait from November 11th to November 19th, but we are still going to uh, get to see Ghostbusters in all its um, uh, glory. Afterlife I'm, glory. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, afterlife glory. And, uh, you know, this is something I, um, I really hope it works out for Sony because they're the only studio that has not gone to this, hey, we're going to throw everything onto a streaming service. They are genuinely the only studio that is out there putting their movies out when they're supposed to come out, and they have been uh, you know, holding back on, on that stuff. So I'm, I hope they make tons and tons and tons of money uh, based on Ghostbusters. Wayne, can you bookmark this show for when Sony finally announces their streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> so we can replay that cl clip from Tony. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, right now. <laughs> exactly. But you yes. gotta believe that somebody up there in those head offices are talking about a streaming service. Come on. Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but hey, I'm gonna give them credit now. They're the only ones that right. have been holding out. They're late to the out. game? Sure. No, okay. that are holding thanks for, out. Thanks for being late. Uh, you see, they haven't forgot about the theater owners and that communal experience just, and my church and my temple church. yes oh man so go home the to only stream a concert but go to the theater That's... to watch a show <laughs> <laughs> shut up anyway brian uh last thing that we want to talk about i guess in the geeker review is uh why don't you talk about uh, what's coming up with dc here in the next few weeks dc fandom wow if you guys remember it last year it was pretty exciting it was like a, a weekend event and it was pretty pretty cool they had it going um for like most of the day i liked how they you know last year's event how they broke it up into um you knew what segments they were going to talk about during one hours and you had to log on to their to their website to watch the virtual panels and the new announcements or the new trailers or or whatever um but i felt it was done pretty well um a lot better than what comic-con live did yes a um, lot but it was entertaining it was hosted by um a lot of the dc actors from the from the upcoming movies a lot of dc executives some comic-con icons like jim lee and it was just entertaining and um it kept you engaged i'm i know that i had it 
streaming on on uh, my my platforms uh, for all all day. It just like even if I was interested in the content or not, I mean, it was going, and there was always something um, about every panel that was entertaining. Well, they're doing it again, and that date will be on October sixteenth of twenty twenty one. So, uh, if you guys are available, uh, I highly recommend you um, log on to DC. Um, the DC website and and you tune in for their DC fandom. It was impressive last year. I'm sure there were some learnings. I'm sure it will be a little bit different this year, but it was great last year, so I can only imagine it getting better. And rumor has it, and guys, this is just a rumor, so you know, take that for what it is. It may or may not happen, but um, rumor has it there may or may not be another Batman trailer for the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman and Robert Pattinson uh, movie yes. coming up. So I'm really looking yes. forward to that. I was impressed last year with uh, with the first trailer. I remember it. Me too. You know, like we had a full discussion about it. It was amazing. I got goosebumps. I was just excited about the whole thing. And if we're going to see something new come from it, I'm excited about that as well. I got the same feelings as I did with the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Um, and I'm in that same category too, where I want to know more about it, but then again, I don't want to be spoiled for the movie. So I'm in this weird place right now, and it all depends on the minute on which side I'm leaning on. But, <laughs> but, um, wow. hey, I got a question about that, Brian. Yeah. So, with uh, we also know that it was screened, right? And there was some early yes. reaction to that at CinemaCon. And, um, my question to you is, do you think they're going to be going based on what you've heard? Are they going to do an R rating for this, or are they going to stick to the PG-13? To be honest with you, I hope they go R, because the R ratings with these comic book movies have been so positive um, for the studios. And we had an R rating for the Joker. We had it for the Suicide Squad movie. Um, and Yeah, but the the Joker made like a billion dollars, I think, right? Do you not think Batman, done right, couldn't make a billion dollars? Not with an R rating, I don't think. I, I don't know. I hope so. I, don't I know hope either. so. You're, you're kind of right because I get it because it's you know for kids. But you yeah. know, um, based on what we saw from the from the first trailer that they released, I mean, Batman's got an edge to him. I mean, this is this yeah. is more adult comic book type Batman where he's for the first time. I've really uh, thought that you know what this Batman is angry and he is mad right? and and to see him take it out on 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 some um i don't know at this point no named thug you know in the trailer was kind of brutal and that's how the comic books are which is why i resonate so much with this iteration of um of the trailer because this is what i'm used to reading and you know of course you know batman's the whole you know like you know i'm working with a team i'm working with superman and wonder woman and blah 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 i'm such a team player blah 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 but i'm kind of brooding silently you know that's all kind of cute but in his one-off standalone comics he is you know he doesn't take it easy on these criminals or these thugs and that's where I think the studios have kind of missed a little bit, you know, kind of making it a little bit more kid friendly. Now, granted, he was beating this guy to a pulp, but you didn't really see it on screen. You saw him kind of bending over and doing it, you know, him in the motions and the sounds, um, which I think is a really creative way of showing it. 
because now you can only imagine what this person must look like on the ground lying there. You know, and I can't wait. I just hope know, it goes R. I'm, that's I what too. I'm hoping. But we'll I want an happens. R-rated. Um, uh, I want an R-rated Batman thing. But I'm with you. Batman, that's not animated, right? That's not animated. No. And yes. you know, I I fully trust Matt Reeves and um, yes, so do I. and his direction and his take on the Riddler already. From what I've seen, um, is is amazing. I like what I've seen so far of Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. You know, just like the the casting alone is so good. I just hope that this movie does well. I hope the mo- the studio doesn't step in too much and let Matt make the movie that he wants and he envisions because I think that's going to be amazing. And I just, it would crush me to hear that the studio stepped in and changed a bunch of stuff. And I hope that that's not the case. I've not heard any of that. So that's not me, you know, speculating anything. I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen. So, um, Amen. I, I'm hoping that, that the movie that we see is the movie that was intended for us to see by the director and the creator. And, uh, and I, I'm just looking forward to it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. And, uh, this actually wraps up the geek and review for this week. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Do you have anything that you would like to add to this? Let us know at the con men one on Twitter. So please hit us up there. And next up, we will be discussing where we are with our new year's resolutions right after the break. Welcome back, converts. Our con men are back for more, and so is Soycat. Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on 100% natural soy wax candles infused with essential oils. Animal earth and human friendly. Visit Soycat Candles at www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% pa-sum. And welcome back. Now we're to the meat and potatoes. If you've been listening to the show at all, you know that we came up with our New Year's resolutions way back in January around one of our most popular episodes, which was our uh, New Year's one. Uh we made some resolutions and every now and then I would like to forget about those resolutions, but Brian always wants to bring it up and see where we're at with that. So, uh, I guess now is now time for another update on our new year's resolution. So Brian, why don't you kind of take it from here? Well, Tony, you know me with lists, right? So of course this is yes, on the list and I have do. to keep I reminding know. you. <laughs> I, and I don't want to be reminded. I don't want to be reminded, <laughs> but uh, anyway, go ahead. So my resolution was to learn a new skill and really kind of hone in on that. And at the time I mentioned the ukulele and. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Sadly, I have spent very little time with the ukulele, but I am still learning a new skill. So I don't know if our listeners um, are aware or if I've ever mentioned it on the show. I probably haven't, but I used to really be into um, studying wine. And um, that was uh, once part of a, a, a job of mine, but something I really enjoyed. So I have recently taken that back up 
again, I'm going through certain, uh, going for certain certifications and I'm just, uh, that's been kind of consuming, uh, my free time, what little I have, um, for the past month or so, and I'm making some pretty good progress. So as far as learning really, a new like skill, what, kind of pro- what, what does progress mean in that, that whole realm? Progress is uh, getting on a, on a study schedule, um, forming plans. I'm actually part of a study group now. Uh, where okay. Before, it was something that I was kind of doing on my own, which is uh, really hard. The study group motivates me, and uh, I need to uphold my end of it because we quiz each, each other. And, uh, and so... To me, that's do you do all any progress. Palate exercises? Do you do, do like you know? <laughs> do you do like palate exercises where you uh, like blind taste test something? And yeah, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I I do drink my fair share of wine, but that's more for enjoy, enjoyment at this point, not for studying. Studying okay. aspect, it's it's more book learning right now and memorizing regions and and theories behind it all, and it's very uh, you know academic, you know, and it's not the most interesting of reads at times, but you know, it's something that's got to be done. And closer to the test taking time is when you'll really start kind of training like an athlete on that palate and developing that nose and, and really kind of uh, going through the, the nuances of, you know, varietal and. So and, you're making uh, that, you're making that nose mouth mind connection. That's right. Wayne, <laughs> what do you got for us? So I have a question for you. Actually two, but the first one is, do you spit or swallow? Oh, well, right now I'm <laughs> swallowing, but uh, <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. But uh, that came from Wayne, people. That yeah. did not come from Tony. <laughs> that came from Wayne, not but Tony. To be honest with you, when um, when we are training um, our palates and everything, we are trying a variety of stuff, and it is just it. You know, I I I I, I always um, equate it to like training for like a sport, you know, um, you know, a lot of these people that are in this industry come from like a sports background and you really have to train. It's a muscle and it's a, it's, you know, you have to train like, like you would, you know, a, a, some type of sport or like an athlete. So I do spit a lot at that point. Um, you know, just, you know, you want to get a feel of the taste. You try to memorize what that tastes so you can recall it when, uh, when it's time. And, but then you got to move on to the next one and I can't be drunk off my ass. If I, if I want to remember, remember, um, you know, some of the other stuff, you know, and we'll be tasting like, like six or seven wines, you know, cleaning the palate before, you know, each time, you know, trying to take notes and having discussions around them. So there's a lot of spitting at that point, but at this point right now, I swallow. Thank you, Brian. And, but but my more serious question is like, you never really shared what your title is or what your title you're aspiring to get. So what are those things? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of a sore subject for me. Um, I was lucky enough uh, to take the um, the sommelier exam, and I passed my first level, which was a huge accomplishment for me. And the whole reason why I got into this in the first place was because a good friend of mine told me that I couldn't do it. So I wanted to give him the big middle finger. Yes, I can. Um, I signed myself up for it. I studied, I passed and lo and behold, I actually fell in love with it. And it was, it is literally the hardest test I've ever taken in my life. And that's just level one. Um, I did not pass my level two, my certified exam. Um, it was, it, 
you know, for as hard as level one was, level two is probably two to three times more harder. Um, so that's something that that's always been on my list was to um, get to certified level. And lo and behold, enough time has passed between my level one certification and now level two that my level one has expired. So I will now have to retake my level one exam. So technically I'm nothing. You know, at one point but in my- what's your ultimate goal though? My ultimate level goal is- Level two or level three or? So my ultimate goal uh, is to, at this point, get certified. Um, I want to be okay. a certified sommelier. Um, and that, from what I understand, does not expire. Once you are a certified level, you are a certified level. And then from there, if I- choose to go for the advanced sommelier, um, I'll make that decision then. But I also want to um, take the uh, the Wine Spirits Education Trust, uh, go through that program, which is the the WSETs. And um, that is a whole new, it's not new, but it's a whole another industry of wine education and not, not solely um, surrounded by the service aspect of it. It's more you know, learning about it and blind tasting and everything. I got to be honest with everybody, my retirement plan, I would love to own a vineyard someday, live on the vineyard and just make wine. <laughs> you mean you don't want to be a podcaster? Well, you I can podcast from vi- the vineyard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And if do I another podcast. wine podcast. Yeah, right. Well, okay. I, you know, Sweet. the knowledge of nothing. Well, I'm, yes. But anyway, um, so my goal is to um, get certified and to start taking the um, the W sets uh, wine courses, so, oh, and that sounds like it's a, a, a vast improvement over learning the ukulele. <laughs> yes, I, I would much rather you <laughs> focus on this wine thing than uh, the, the ukulele. So I think, I think that that's that's good, right? Yeah. Now, Tony, on to you. I, oh, on to me. No, uh, I, 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 w- I, was, I was fascinated. But nobody wants to get to me. I'm the boring part of this whole conversation. So. I, I remember that you were at oh, one point going okay, yes. to um, scale back a little bit on this, not a card game, but app game uh, you play on your phone um, called Hearthstone. And I think at one point you were up to probably like seven hours a day. You know, just playing it, spending thousands of dollars, and you're like, "I need to, I need to scale it back." And we were all for that until the start of this season of the Knowledge of Nothing, and then we decided to, you know what, you be you, man. Why hold you back? This is what makes because you happy. This is part of you. Go for go it. Go to legend right, tier. Right. Yeah, get to stuff, legendary. Right? How do we get you there? Let's let's do it. So, I want to know. I'm sure our fans want to know. Where are you with this? Um, well, my journey with Hearthstone is, uh, it's a very complex, it's very nuanced, it's different layers, but, um, all in all, my gameplay is down tremendously from where it used to be. I am now spending on average about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes a day playing it, where as opposed to, um... Earlier in my life, I was spending three to four hours. I gave up. I was. I, I wanted to give it up completely because I had come across a uh, a article that made me just realize 
just where society is going, and I couldn't help but like ponder on this on this article. It was called "The Infantilization of Western Culture." It was by somebody by the name of Simon Gottschalk. He's a professor of so- sociology at the University of Nevada, uh, Las Vegas. Um, and in it, he is describing where we are going as a society and how we are not, uh, the masses are tending to become more and more infantilized. Uh, so when I read this, of course, me being me, I overthink things and I overgo things. And I, I just decided I'm going to throw this whole thing out. I don't want to play Hearthstone anymore. I'm wasting too much time. I have too much to do in my life. I got to get things going in perspective and he's right. Everybody else is wrong. I need to just now uh, do away with my Funko pops, do away with this, do away with all of this other stuff. I know. Yes, I know you're, you guys are laughing, but this is how I think I'm all or nothing. How many times have I said this on this show? I am all or nothing. So true. You are one or 10. There's, you know, like forget the other numbers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) One or 10. That's either fucking stupid or, Oh my God, this is the best thing that's ever. This is life changing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everybody needs (laughs) to be a part of this. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And uh, so I was, on that i was on the uh fuck this uh end of the spectrum so i decided i was just gonna do away with everything and uh because i read this 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 really profound article and when i'm talking to sarah about it and i said i need to stop playing this and and stacy my friend stacy was out here as well and she we had this discussion and i i we were talking about this article in particular and I just went down this rabbit hole of like, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. And they asked me a very, very poignant, important question. And that question was, do you enjoy it? Uh, yes, I do. Well, then do it. Oh, but Such but, a good question. I'm so glad they asked you that. Why know, hasn't this guy made your FTG list? I don't know. Right? Uh, well, because because he, he made you think something you he made you think bad about yourself for doing something you enjoy. Why didn't no, he, he made, make your list? I but fuck he, this but guy. He, I, I <laughs> yeah, there, I'm okay, saying it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> this guy. But at right? the end of the day, he took was something you things. loved and he made you feel bad about it. No, Why? he was bringing no, that was me that did that. Because I read this and when I, when you read something, you tend to start thinking, boy, where is this something that is that I can point out in my life. And it made me take umbrage and it made me take um, uh, inventory of some of those things. I'm and it made not, me realize that I totally that, get that yeah, maybe you I am a little bit of a man child. Things, but yes. Well, c- come on. Aren't we all? But yes, specifically you. But aren't we all? <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I mean, come on. This, so, this uh, guy. But I was trying to, but again, I'm trying to, again, I, I'm, I'm open to. To, to learning through new things and, and think of things in different perspectives. That's what this whole, uh, I guess, last year and a half, two years has been about is just this kind of self-discovery and realizing some certain aspects of who you are as a person and seeing what you can do to fix that. So I decided I was going to give up all of that stuff. But then Stacy and Sarah brought up this great point and just asked me that question. They're like, why does it have to be this way? Why do you have to get rid of all of that stuff? Why don't you just play it, but not play it as much? And so I was like, they are very smart. I need to st- Those are great questions. 
I know. And I've realized now in, in all of this thinking that I am way too extreme with my emotions. I'm either on one or one end of the spectrum. Or I haven't another. noticed. That's so weird <laughs> that you say that. I haven't, so what I haven't I'm trying to do now, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to do now is trying to find a middle ground. So I am back to playing it, but I am not playing it. Uh, as much as I have in the past. So I'm spending about an hour on it. So everything is down. All is good in the world. I'm also reading some other books uh, that are helping me put things in perspective even more. And um, But we, we'll talk about that at a different point in time. Um, but again, it's just... Uh, so I am working on the Hearthstone stuff. I, I do play it, but I am not playing it as much. And... My, uh, I know Sarah, I know my phone will tell you all of that stuff. I am not playing it as much as I used to. So all, all in all, it's a good thing. So well, long story short, you're doing well on your New Year's resolution. <laughs> yes, doing, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I went into monologue mode there and I overexpressed. And yes, I am doing good, Wayne, to put it in uh, perspective. But yeah. You know, well, Brian, you still you still seem flummoxed by this whole thing. No, I I full on support. You know, if uh, you know your your decision to want to prioritize things, and if that's right for you, then that's the right decision. And and I I totally you know nobody can can bat it or should bat an eye to that. But I guess the biggest issue that I had was you know you read one thing after we have given you our full support over so many years that yeah, just embrace that who just I like, am I know oh my I god know. some article from some guy I don't even know made me feel like I was a child and it's oh, <laughs> stop this game hey, if you, know, you read like, it too it is no way I, mean, I don't want to read it I'll give up wine it I don't want to do that <laughs> it was eye opening but it the, made me realize that I am I am a huge man child that's all I, so that's what aren't I'm we trying. all who cares? Uh, yes, but I'm trying to focus more on the man aspect of things and, and less on the child. But if you I, I have to understand that I am I am a man child and I have to embrace that and I have but I have to find a happy medium as opposed to being extremes. You know, Tony, you know? I'm so, glad you're happy to admit that because I uh, you know see a slacious crumb over your shoulder behind you, you now. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, and over on the other shoulder you see Ash from the uh, Evil Dead series. So right. thank you, Orn, by the way. Speaking of man child, I got welcome. a you know, there's a Batman picture on my wall. There and uh, you know, I got a bookshelf full of comic books. I mean, yeah, who helped you put that together? Yeah, you did, but I know my point is look, you be you, right? If this is part of you and this makes you happy, you're not hurting anybody, true. then you be you, you know, yeah, you and true. Sarah are good, yeah. You got, you know, orange, I'm sorry, Wayne's showing us uh, his Ninja Turtle coffee mug, which is uh, yep. awesome. Um, but uh, we do a show based on Bucky's. Based not based Sorry. on Bucky's, but based on us being yeah. man children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. I, I know exactly. So the, again, it was just another. Uh, it was a, a. It was a perspective that I had not thought of, and now I do think about it. But uh, again, you're right. I am who I am, and I just need to embrace it and uh, not go to extremes. Try to find that happy. For better or so. for worse, we like who you are. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I, I love you guys too. So, but anything anything else that we want to wrap up with our our new year's resolution. So, I think on whole, we're we're kind of we we've kind of ventured somewhere else, right? But we're 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 doing better than we were no, but, at the beginning but, of the year. 
the whole point of the new year's resolution, right. is to better yourself, right. Or yes. to change a, uh, something that you desire to be changed in your life. And I think we've both yep. kind of stumbled upon that. Yeah, exactly. And in me, it's, it, I think everything is about balance is what I'm perspective. I'm really? <laughs> yeah. Perspective and balance. This, this balance more than anything is, is what I've always tried to maintain. Uh, I feel that balance is one of those things that, you should always strive for. I think balance is something that uh, you're, you're going to spend more attention, of course, as life goes on with other things and putting things into perspective. And uh, your attention is called to these certain things at certain points in your life. But I don't know. You always, in my opinion, should try to achieve some kind of balance. And that's what I am working on is trying to achieve that balance and um, not let all of these different influences kind of um, – not to spend so much time on these outside influences, just focusing on what makes me me and trying to be the most balanced, well thought out version of myself. So that's, that's the whole goal of this, this whole thing. So in summary, Tony, stop reading silly articles and just start listening to your <laughs> wife more. Okay. Yes, yeah. I will do that. But thank you, Brian. Uh, anything else before we, uh, we we go on to our next segment? Let's, Everybody's favorite, right? Let's go into pop quickies. I think we need some of All those. right. Yeah, let's go for it right now. It's time for pop, pop, pop quickies. Wow. You guys are deep. Woo. You guys are very deep. <laughs> We're deep in a shallow pool. Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. Deep that's in good. a shallow pool. I like that. I like that. You know what? I think that's going to be my saying for today. Yes. All right. Oh, at the end of the episode. Wow. Um, guys, welcome to another round of Pop Quickies. Let's, uh, yes. I will try to keep it light, but I do have some heavy hitters potentially, so be prepared. Great. Yes. All right. First, let's start off with something uh, like a lifestyle question. If you guys had to choose... Sleeping on an air ma- mattress or on a waterbed? Air mattress. Are you kidding me? Why? Uh, waterbeds are uncomfortable to me. I think... Well, no, no, they're not. For me, they are. I don't oh, like I it. I love waterbeds. Water I love waterbeds. Really? The only thing that... Yeah, the only thing I don't <laughs> like about waterbeds... <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, no, did I do the waterbed dance? <laughs> well, there was a water. There was a waterbed that my parents used to have that was... Everybody's uh, had parents had waterbeds. <laughs> yeah, yes, my parents but, had waterbeds. Right, everybody's parents yeah. had waterbeds. <laughs> but those waterbeds, do, do you remember... The, yeah, that's the thing that... Where did those go? Right. They're it, gone now, right? Nobody, right. I think everybody got kind of like... Uh, we all like wised onto up. Onto that. Yes, that it was so dumb. Now it's what <laughs> the sleep number, which is basically just an air mattress. I want a sleep it's number a bed so mattress. bad. <laughs> I want one of those. I'm sorry, those advertisements have got me. I want one. <laughs> so, so, so then you want an air mattress, is what you? I you, said you want, I picked right? an air mattress. Oh, yes. Okay, I would say waterbed if it's done right. I love it. I don't know. I just like the floaty aspect of it and how you kind of hit one end and it kind of ripples to the other end. Sarah would absolutely. Absolutely hate it because any kind of movement right. in that in a waterbed. That's so the if whole it's thing. All I hate me, it. Yes. I hate it. Yeah. If it's all and to then, me, then yes, I would love it. But and then if somebody you know gets in that bed with you, I mean, you're just riding those ripples for 20 <laughs> minutes until you go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, and just and yeah, my wife, talking, yes, my yeah. wife moves a lot in her sleep, and she just yeah, so she's I. a night ninja, and she just moves and moves and moves, and I would just get seasick. I just like I'm trying to sleep, I can't can't do it. Yo, know, I'd probably go sleep on the couch. 
That's funny. Yeah, but uh, again, I, if it were just by myself, I would have a waterbed, but uh, air mattresses make more sense, but uh, I'll have to pick waterbed. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. Uh, so you guys brought up earlier in our Geek and Review about a certain movie, like, like I think you guys were talking about Batman, specifically if it should be an R rating or not, right? Now, mm-hmm. let me kind of take a twist on that quite on that topic is there another comic book franchise or character you feel like would be better suited in an r-rated film yes yes but uh but yeah go ahead Ryan. Th- no i'm trying to think which one but but yeah i think see a lot of comic books are are made for like adults to young adults you know especially nowadays and you have your kids section and that's you know that's a nice introductory to the character itself but a lot of these comic books are are written pretty dark. A lot of these people become heroes because of a, a of a tragedy that's happened. Um, I think most comic books can be converted to an R. I really do. And um, well, let's think about what's been I, released I, so far and what's been popular. What would you change that's currently been out? Let's say the uh, MCU or DCU. I uh, honestly, I would love to see. Um, and this is just purely for me because I would love to see how this would work. Taking such an iconic person like Superman and making that an R-rated film, I mean, what could you really delve into there? What themes could you go into? Because you you think of Superman as wholesome, as PG, as America, as all of this stuff, and... um, I don't know, to, to be unencumbered by a rating system and really delving into some really deep issues, I would love to see what they would do with Superman. Um, they kind of tease that in Man of Steel. Uh, or was it Man of Steel? Yeah, Man of Steel. Um, but I would like to explore that a little bit more. They even touch upon it inside of um, uh, Justice League as well. Uh but th- that darker side of just what he has to deal with, uh, the pain that is uh, that is bestowed upon this planet at all times and not being able to escape all of the pain and suffering that is going on, I would love to see Superman deal with something like that on that whole level. Um, and I think in our rating, would be able you'd be able to free that up a little bit more. Yeah, you know, some comics come to mind. Um, I'm not sure what the rating was on this one, but I saw the movie, and I can't imagine it being an R. But Venom. Venom should be an R movie. Um, <laughs> and yes. You know, yes, you are right. And it, it should be R for violence. I mean, Venom is a, you know, like he will mess you up. And I think if that's shown on the screen, you might take that character a little bit more seriously. Um, he, in the comic book, he's no joke. And I, I kind of judge him based on the comic book character versus what I see on the screen. And this has nothing to do with Tom Harding who plays the character, but the, the studio has made that, that character kind of soft in my eyes. And, uh, to me, he's not a soft character. He's not a character you should take lightly and, in the studios, it kind of feels like that's the direction they've taken them. So I think Venom should be an R-rated movie. I think they should do a uh, a solo movie with Harley Quinn and stop putting her in these team-up movies, and that should be an R movie also because she has a tragic, tragic origin story, and um, that's not for not for the lighthearted also. 
And I know that they don't want to, um, they probably, I, I shouldn't assume what the studios want. They, it, it's my opinion that the studios probably don't want to, uh, yeah, to put her in those situations because, you know, she's such an iconic character, especially for, for, um, young girls. Uh, and I know that they're trying to give her more of the, the, the hero persona yep. now, which I get it. You know, she can absolutely change her image and I, and I love her as a character, but let's not erase the past. She's had a hard, hard origin story. So that would be an R rating for me as well. Then there's a couple of Batman movies that should be R ratings also. And I know they dabbled with this a little bit in the, uh, in, in the animated uh, portion of it, but the killing joke that yeah, is the a, killing joke. that should be a live action R rating movie. And then of course, you know, Batman Arkham Asylum, um, you know, that for sure should be, should be made <laughs> and that definitely needs an R rating. Well, I hope this Matt Reeves, if it really sticks to the themes that are playing out, uh, maybe it is going to be R and that would then open things up a little bit more. I'm hoping, I mean, cause that's the one thing they haven't done with the character yet. It's right. really kind of, it's hard though into because that, right? you want to, you want to please the, the fan base in my generation, right? You know, the ones that the eighties kids who grew up, you know, we're the diehards, right? We're, we read the comics, you know, we, we know the history, we know the story and we know that, you know, this is not your Adam West Batman anymore. You know, he's kind of the light night, you know, this is the dark night stories yeah. and, you know, um, and, and think about it now, nowadays too, the people that grew up with, let's say, um, Christian Bale and the dark night, right. That's 14 years ago. Right. So those folks that were kids back then, they were my kids, are now fans, and I'm sure they would love to see some kind of R rating and and delve way deeper into the dark side of the Dark Knight. Um, and I think now would be a really good time to explore that. I'm sure that Matt Reeves, again, that guy, he he has a keen eye for exploring these dark themes and giving them light, and I hope that he does the same thing with Batman. But, yeah, those are great calls, Brian. Well done, guys. Ashley, you're going to segue right into my next question. <laughs> of all the Batman actors, live-action actors, who played the best Bruce Wayne? Hands down, best Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne specifically, not, not Batman Wayne and Batman? Just, just okay. Bruce Wayne. Uh, for Bruce Wayne, uh, I would love to say Christian Bale, but uh, my heart has to go to Michael Keaton. <laughs> he was the one that really, um, I don't know, he just brought such grace to, uh, to Bruce Wayne and made him such a kind of a likable billionaire and nice and... But then he had this evil side. It was like you could really see the two um, sides of this man in his his uh, the way he took on the Batman um, uh, character. You see the light with Bruce, and you see the dark with uh, Batman. Uh, I don't know. I don't. My, so Michael Keaton would would be my 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 preference for the um, the better Bruce. Bruce Wayne, yeah, the better Bruce. Brian, Brian's thinking. Yeah, the, the, wow, this is a tough question. Because um, people mostly think about the best overall, but sometimes yeah. 
yeah, some actors Bruce nailed Wayne one part gets, really well. Gets left behind. I feel like I think the mm. the the Bruce Wayne to me is Christian Bale, George Clooney, Val Kilmer. <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um it's Christian Bale's bet. Yeah, um, you just think about his movies. I mean, he walked into a dinner party with uh with 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 two hot ladies. You know, after pulling up in a Lamborghini, uh, he canceled yeah. the whole, you know, just Bruce Wayne-esque on his yacht, having the whole ballet team there as a, as an alibi. He, uh, he falls asleep in board meetings, you know, um, and just the, the playboy, um, you know, rich, rich young adult with no consequences. I mean, like he played that to a team. Nobody would ever suspect him being Batman because of his public you know um persona as bruce wayne and yeah. i think he really captured that and i really michael keaton by far all all around is my favorite batman he is a legend to me um i would love to he, he's part of my my dinner table you know um you know fan fan dinner table um you know and i'd love to chat with him about batman you know but as far as bruce wayne goes and if i'm just talking about bruce wayne Christian Bale's performance was really, really encompassing of that whole, hey, I'm going to convince you that I'm not somebody who could be Batman, you know, because I I don't I'm even gonna... care, right? And him even destroying his car because he recognized that somebody was going to uh, uh, slam into um, yeah. a, a police escort, you know, because of yeah. what uh, the Joker said. And, and then him playing it off, like him not even recognizing the situation, he just wanted to catch the light. You know, like that's so Batman level forty chess thinking that that I love. <laughs> forty chess. <laughs> yeah, you see, it comes up, Brian. It comes up four D everywhere. You're surrounded by it. I'm surrounded by it. All right. Okay. Good answers. All right. Let's go to a food related question. What is the best teriyaki? Beef, chicken, or salmon? Oh. Mm, add a third one in there. Uh, I have to go chicken. I have to go chicken all the way. I, I there's something about the sweetness. There's something about the umami. Uh, I, I love. <laughs> this is a really bad example of it, but uh, when I'm working, my lunch consists of a, a white bowl of rice with the grilled teriyaki chicken from Panda Express. I have the sauce on the side, but uh, to me, I don't know. There's just something about uh chicken and the sweetness and the umami and all of that good stuff that just meshes a lot better uh with chicken on a protein a lot of people would say salmon but not me i i think the chicken is better suited for uh, teriyaki so that's my favorite i'm not a fan of teriyaki on my on my beef i've had like this hawaiian burgers before where they throw teriyaki on there and then the pineapple and i'm just that's not for me. I I eat teriyaki with chicken, kind of similar to how Tony eats it with a you know, like in a rice bowl. Um, I have I don't think I've ever put teriyaki on my salmon before. And now that you bring it up, it's something that I just haven't thought about it. You know, salmon to me, you know, if I if I put anything on it at all, it you know it's maybe a squeeze of lemon. Um, just I've think been, about it. It's like a little, like a nice little sweet glaze. Yeah, on. yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm not opposed to it. So it's something that I definitely want to try. Um, you know, there's a. 
I've been to some like restaurants where you know, like I've ordered like a crispy skin salmon and they've put some kind of like Berblanc sauce on it, which is really nice, but I have no idea what's in it. But uh it tastes <laughs> great. But uh, but um uh, yeah, the the teriyaki and the salmon is something that I'm gonna have to explore now. So but what's your answer to your question? Oh, it's chicken. I, I prefer okay. it on chicken. I've had it, I don't like it on beef. And, but but you've intrigued me with that salmon. <laughs> oh, hey, I saw that. It kind of peaked your eyebrows out there. Yeah. Like, hmm. All right, next question. <laughs> Regular toothbrush or electric toothbrush? So I use both. <laughs> what? You use both? What? At the same time or what? You use no, yeah. both? <laughs> just double fisting it. Um, yeah, yeah, you just double fisted. You right. guys just miss it. Oh boy, I can't wait till we go to video soon, Brian. Yes, there you go. There he goes. He's double fisting again, folks. Double fisting it again. So, so uh, I, I have a a, a hand toothbrush. A, a, I don't know, a manual uh, toothbrush. And then uh, my dentist tells me, oh, you should really be using. Um, electric toothbrushes and and i'm sure because i see all those pamphlets and brochures in their in their waiting room that they're just trying to sell a product but um so uh what yeah right right so um i have you know traditionally just use my uh handheld (laughs) regular toothbrush uh every time but i notice now that uh i'll brush my teeth uh in the morning with uh with the electric toothbrush it's got the cool little timer on there so i make sure you know i'm doing it for the full two minutes um and then uh usually at night though when i go to bed um i'll brush my teeth again and i just don't want to deal with the the cleaning aspect of it completely or the the whole electrical stuff and i just use the manual one you know rinse it out with some mouthwash and then i'm i'm good to go go to bed but uh so it's like I use wow. the electric one in the morning because I'm waking up, you know, I'm kind of slower in the mornings and just have that time to just kind of lean up against the wall and brush my teeth where at night I'll use the, the manual one and <laughs> go to bed. That's probably a lot more than you wanted to know about my, my yeah, oral yeah, hygiene. Little, I, dude, I am, yes, <laughs> but I am but so fascinated that you've got two. <laughs> I do wow. have two. And I, and I do switch them out every, every like two months. <laughs> So you, you go both ways now too. I do you double fist and go both ways. Yes. So yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. I uh, guess with it's a me, feel thing. I, That's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I'm yes. Yes, I'm I'm toothbrush fluid is what you're saying, right? Yes. Whatever the yes. whatever's striking you in the moment, that's right. what you're going with. That's right. Yes. Right. All right. He's Sweet. I'm toothbrush. accepting all right. it all. Yeah. I'm accepting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with me, I am manual, always have been, but I, I need to, uh, up my game. Uh, as I get older, I'm getting more space in between my teeth, more foods getting caught in there. So I need to up my game and go to like a water pick or something else where I can just like, you know, get that shit out of there. I still, I think I've, I, right now, uh, we had some sausage, some brats yesterday, and there is this one piece that's just hanging out in my mouth. You got a floss, man. You got a floss. I floss. I know. I got a floss. I floss I after floss, every meal. I, I carry floss I with me. It's in my work. It's Sarah in my and my dentist day. tell me that I need yeah. to, and I wish that I would, but um, I don't know. It's got a floss, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it will hurts. stop hurting if you do it regularly. I know. I know, <laughs> but it just hurts. You know what, member? It just hurts. Listen, lesson of this episode, listen to your wife. 
Yes, listen to yes. your wife. <laughs> that is the key of this episode. Right. Yes. Wayne, that needs to be in the title. Listen to your wife. <laughs> wife. Equals I'll, listen to your wife. Yes. Got it. All right. Anyway. All right. Next question. Would you guys prefer to run for 15 minutes or do burpees for five? Oh, run. Run. Yeah. Run. Absolutely. I hate running, but burpees, I hate even more. I okay, hate burpees. Okay, let's, let's double up the time. 30 minutes of running yeah. or five minutes of burpees? Run. I run. I, I like to of, run. Five minutes of burpees. <laughs> five minutes of burpees. <laughs> I'm now at five minutes of burpees. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I can't. I, uh, oof, I hate both with such a passion. But, um, yes, uh, I hate burpees even more. But, yes, if you're at half hour of running, I'd much rather do five minutes of burpees. I enjoy running. Um, I've, I've run, you know, half marathons with, uh, with my family. I, I, I did track and field. Really? Yeah. I've done track and no field. What would you do in the track and field? I did the, um, the 100, the 200, the 440, the 440 relay, and the high jump. Wow. What? Yep. yep. So I uh, did. Holy cow. So I did. I did um, uh, farce off football. <laughs> I wish I was better at football than, but I'm not. Um, varsity hockey all four years, and then I did uh, track and field for all four years. So that's wow. because the track and field was opposite of my hockey season, and I wanted to keep my endurance up for hockey. So I originally signed up for track and field. For, for that reason, and I ended up liking it a lot, so I stuck with it for all four years. But then my family, uh, I got a lot of runners in my family with, you know, aunts, uncles, my mom, you know, uh, even my daughter now with her playing soccer, you know, we, they run constantly and they enjoy like doing marathons and half marathons and 10Ks and, and stuff. And um, I've often run with them and we've trained with them and We've uh, we've done things like that. I enjoy running a lot. Uh, burpees hurt. Um, I wish I was in better shape. I probably should do more burpees to get in the. I have this inner image of myself that the mirror does not reflect. Um, and I'm thinking if I incorporated more burpees in my life, that maybe those images will start to align. But who knows? I like pizza and beer way too much. <laughs> I like that analogy. Fair enough, man. All right. I tell so you, here is... this is a this is a deep segment for a shallow pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of deep, now this is going back to Tony's thing about ABBA from earlier in the episode. When it comes to digital slash hologram slash whatever you want to call these artists, you notice that we are able to do that now with musicians, performers, but also it's already had been done in film. Where do you draw the line? Now, if a, say if the actor or performer is no longer alive, is it still okay to do it or use that form of art? Yes, but there has to be some consent, I feel like, from the, from the families. And, you know, I feel like, like if it's... Because I, I think immediately of like the Princess Leia thing for the Star Wars franchise. So if she was already signed on for that project and then unfortunately passed away before that project can finish and the family's okay with it, I think and in that aspect, it should be okay. Um, if the project, if this is a brand new project and they wanted to, I don't know, put, I don't know, name any famous actor, right? Who's passed away uh, in it without the consent of the families or, or whatever. I don't know what kind of legal uh, situations would you'd have to jump through to get that, made but i think there's got to be some kind of consent 
you know, and the families should kind of get some kind of compensation for the likeness of, uh, of that character. So I don't, I think, I think it'd be okay under, under certain circumstances. I'm just not sure what all those circumstances would be just yet. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I would have to think that once they die, that should pretty much be the end of it, unless it's something that they've already agreed to in the, in, in the present. Uh, I, I'm just not, we're, we're starting to make everything so damn artificial and it's already gotten to the point where we can't really tell what's real and what's fake. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of these tricky things where I feel like if, if the person is dead, then, then they really don't have consent. You may have signed it away to somebody, but are you really truly, are they carrying on the legacy that they have wanted to create? Or is there going to be some member of their family that takes that, that um, perception of them and tweaks them to fit whatever the narrative is a hundred years down the road. I, I think that that's wrong. I think it should stay with the artist and it should die with the artist. I, I, that's the way I think about it, unless it is some kind of project that you know is going to exceed you. So with the ABBA thing, I feel like they understand that they're in the twilight of their careers. They're in the twilights of their lives and they would like to have something that could live on past them. And they are okay with creating all of this. They are, uh, this is part of who they are. This is part of what they have created together. I am fine with, but then if it starts deviating into, Hey, let's now take these avatars and start putting them into film or let's start putting them into movies. And you do not have the artist's um, input and you're only assuming what that person would like. I, I think that that's where it draws the line. So if the, the person is dead and gone, I think just in my opinion, that should, it should die with them. Their image should live and die with them unless they have some other means of, of, of perpetrating it and, uh, and live, making it live on in their own way, the way that they have wanted to uh, for years to come. Uh, I just think that when you start thinking of bringing other people into it, um, things get misconstrued. People think that they're doing the right thing when they're not. So I, it just gets too confused. So I guess. quick hot take on, like, say, what they did with uh, Moff Gideon in um, Rogue, Rogue One. What, what do you guys? Yes. Well, how did you guys feel about when you saw that? I thought it was too fake. As a fan, I was and, excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I was too. But I just, I, I don't know. I, it kind of lost something to me. But I have to. I, I'm a hypocrite because when I saw Princess Leia and she was at the end of Rogue One, oh my God, I was almost in tears. It was like it was, it was so emotional. Uh, so I don't know where Carrie Fisher gave permission or didn't. I don't know how that whole thing worked out, but it created such an impact on me. But Moff Gideon. Um, Guy was an asshole. He was an asshole in in in, in that film too. And just I don't know. It was it, it really didn't add much to me. I kind of think about it like if you know this would have to be like a new contract thing, right? You know now studios are yeah. re rewriting their contracts. Like you know, hey, this will be in the theaters for X amount of time before it hits streaming networks, or this can just yeah. start out on streaming. There's a whole new streaming aspect to it too. But now you're going to start probably seeing, um, 
you know, and this would be a discussion I'd probably have with my wife. If I were a famous actor that should I pass away, then I would want my family to still benefit from my likeness. If I could still provide for my family and have them get a check for the studio using my likeness, I, I want my family to be taken care of. So just, you would have to be very, uh, clear on what your expectations are. Like, don't make me, I don't know whatever your character was, but don't make me a villain, right? Don't, don't put me in a Mm -hmm. negative light that way. You know, only use me if you're going to be using me as this character. Like, don't put me in a porno or something like that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want my, my children seeing that, you know, like something that would kind of ruin your image. But if you're already playing a character and they want to reprise that character or, you know, make a scene, you know, with that character, um, with, uh, you know, that you've already agreed to play and then my family can get royalties from that, then I think I would be okay with it knowing that I could provide from them without actually being here as well. Very good answers, guys. All right, I think we could do one last one. Would you guys rather deal with all day? Hey, wait, wait a second, wait a second. It's yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin, not Grand Gideon. Oh, did I say Gideon? Right? Oh, my bad. Yes, you said Gideon. So okay. yes, it was Grand Moff Tarkin. My bad. But so. hey, just to your point, to your point real quick, um, with Grand Moff Tarkin, I think that at that point you are now uh, that character is owned by Lucasfilm, so they could do whatever the hell they want, right? So I'm sure that they would have to pay the actor, but I don't know. That's again, this opens up a whole new can of worms on how is this going to now uh, shape the future. But anyway, I right, mean, enough. it just I mean I don't want to um, you know spend a whole lot of time, but you know, like I know. Um, the, um, our beloved Stanley has passed away, and we no longer see cameos of him in uh, in Marvel films. And not saying that I want to see cameos in him, because you know, um, but I would love to see, you know, you know, like the opening um, thing where the Marvel kind of comes into focus and it looks like a bunch of comic book characters coming out. I would love to see more of Stanley's image in those in those segment as the, as the word Marvel is coming onto the screen before the, before the films. You know, I think that would be a nice ongoing kind of tribute to him since now that we don't get to see his, his cameos in the films anymore. No. And honestly, they could use any of the old footage and put it in there, right? Sure. That, 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 yeah. That's what I'm referring to. You know, some of the yeah. stuff that's already been filmed. Well, Tony, thank you for the correction. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank uh, you. You know what's funny? I was like, I actually looked up, I wrote down Moff Gideon. It's like, that's not the right name. And I actually had to Google it. And it says Moff Tarkins. It's on my screen right here, but I still said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, last question. Which would you rather have to deal with for a whole day? A runny nose or a stuffed up nose? Oh, stuffed up nose. That way I'm not. I'd rather deal with a, a runny nose. Well, that way I don't have to worry about boogers in my mustache all day long <laughs> if it's just stuffed up. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it sucks. You know, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but, you know, over this, the course of the year, you know, I, I like I've seen people wearing masks with runny noses and like the, the booger, you know, moisture coming <laughs> coming where the, where the bottom of the nose portion should be. Where their nostrils yeah. are, yes. Right. Oh, That's disgusting. gross, right? It is the, I know. That is it disgusting. is disgusting. So, no, 
I'll be stopped up, yo. Because chances are, if your nose is running anyway, you're already stopped up still. So, yo, oh. this is just without the the liquid gross factor oozing from my face. So, I'll take I'll take the stopped up nose. I don't know. I'd much rather have the loose uh, burger boogers in my my mustache. Um, other than because I don't, I hate being stopped up. I hate it. Uh, it, it just makes me not, if it makes me feel cloudy, more cloudier than I usually am. And, uh, it's just, it, it is so distracting. It, uh, I hate it. I just absolutely hate it. I think about it all day. If my nose is a little runny or running, um, uh, I've got tissue. I can use tissues. I can stick a little tissue in my nose under my mask if I need to. Well, then to, you're stopped up. To, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I am, right? Well, <laughs> great point. Touche. But it's not in my sinus cavity. It's in my nostril. That's the difference. I think if I'm stopped up, it's usually it backs up into my sinuses, and that's the issue that I, I freaking cannot stand. I hate it more than anything on the wor- in the world, so I'd much rather have all of that stuff just come out because I know it's draining properly as opposed to just sticking and uh, staying put. That sinus pressure sinus is the worst. You're absolutely right on that. It is. It is so, it is the worst. so, so I'd, bad. I'd much rather just have it run. So. so let me go ask you another follow-up question to that. Does it change if you're sleeping? No. Does your answer change? Well, it sucks because no. I'm not a mouth breather when I sleep, and you kind of have to be if you're stopped up. But then again, I don't want – Boogers running onto my pillow either. I don't want to rub my face onto that. So just for like the, the yeah, that's true. I don't want that. It's just like just gross. Yeah, you know, I don't want. I don't think I could I think, sleep. You know, if I. But I think that would be a question that we would have to pose to the spouses because they sleep with us during the the, the night. They know when we're stopped up and when we're uh, when we're you know sick. Uh, usually when I'm sick and I've got a runny nose, I'm just I I'm passed out. But if I've got that sinus headache, I'm up all night. So, uh, no, my, my answer does not change. Yeah, I'm not sure what my wife would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> she would probably just call me a big baby, uh, which she would be right. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I'd want my runny nose all over my pillow and then transfer to the side of my face uh, while I sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. All right. Thanks, guys, for another round of Pop Quickies. Tony. Yay. All right. Well, hey, before we get going, Oren, where can folks follow us at on our social medias? Well, social medias first, uh, the knowledge of nothing on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter, the conmen one. And if you want to get a hold of us, leave a message, have a suggestion for us. You can do that at info at the knowledge of nothing dot com. Well said, Oren. Yes, look at you. And you, just so, just for the record, Oren, since he has taken on our Twitter account, we have doubled in our size of followers. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, Oren. I mean, that's not saying much. I think we went from eight Yay to me. 17 now. But you know what? Yes, you <laughs> own it, Oren. No, it's Oren. saying a lot. Oren. Yo, I'm all over. 100% of productivity. I mean, great job, Oren. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> great job, Oren. Great job, Oren. Keep up the great work. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, before we get going, anything else, Brian, that you want to add? I just want to thank everybody once again. Like always, thank you for the support. And we love the show. We're happy that we can make you laugh. Thanks for coming back and tuning in. And Wayne, anything before we go? No. I'm glad you guys like having runny noses or stuffed up noses. I appreciate that. <laughs> the best would be a runny nose right. on a waterbed. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. That would be really screwed up. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Remember to play deep in the shallow end of the pool. We'll see you next time. Take care. Don't dive into the shallow end of the pool. Don't dive into a shallow end of the pool. You hurt yourself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You guys are terrible. (laughs) 